Gen Divide is the best podcast on the planet. Just sit back and relax. Enjoy it, dang it. Gen Divide, such a cool idea um, to have grandfather and granddaughter doing a podcast. I'll have to check it out. Welcome to the 45th episode of the Gen Divide podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott. And I'm your other host, Grace. And we are at the beginning, the opening weekend of spring break, Grace. Your Ooh, final spring yeah. break in high school. Mm-hmm. How's it feel? Milestone. Um, feels great. It would feel a little better if I didn't have a golf tournament tomorrow. It would feel a little more like spring break, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm excited about the golf tournament. Oh, it's fine. Alan Green. Why would he put it's a golf right. tournament on know. spring break? I don't know. What was he thinking? <laughs> It's fine, it's fine. In the never-ending struggle to get all the kids to, you know, mm-hmm. enjoy this, and he throws a tournament on spring break. Yeah. At least it's on the Monday, right? Yeah, yeah, it could be worse. What if it was on, like, Thursday or Friday, like, deep into the week? Yeah, that would be kind of awkward because, you know, everyone's going to be gone on yeah. those days, probably. Yeah. Not us. We're not going anywhere, Grace. Nope. Staying right at the home front. Here. For spring break. Staycation, that's yeah, what they call it. Staycation. Those are always my favorite spring breaks, though. Honestly, I don't know. I don't feel like going and running somewhere for spring break. I'm we were just talking about going to the track and running. Well, that's a, <laughs> that's a little bit different. Um, I'm talking about like the hustle and bustle of like going on a, a vacation or a mm-hmm. trip or something like that. And I think we've talked about that on a previous episode. Mm-hmm. I love Going on vacations, but there's probably like a gap there. Yeah. With you having to do more to prep for it than me. Oh, yes. Someday, though, Grace. Someday. Mm-hmm. Someday you'll plan all of our vacations. It'll all be up to you. Mm-hmm. But we're not here to talk about spring break today, Grace. We nope, are here to yet. talk about Pearl Jam. And Camila Cabello. That's right. So this is the long-awaited album review. <laughs> uh, once again... It's been a I feel like we're getting into a uh, a space where we announce something and then it's like a month later, maybe two mm-hmm. months later. Mm-hmm. What was the record? Um, what was the movie? The, the Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club took about three months. Isn't that what we decided? Longer. 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 When, do you recall when we talked about Pearl Jam and Camila for the first time? Um, it's probably been two months. album review? Before that, it was it Sam. Then? I don't think we announced it, but we did Sam Smith and Guns N' Roses with... Guns N' Roses uh, fan club president, uh, Brian, Brian Keener. Yeah, so it's been a while. Um, Pearl Jam. I've been listening fact, to Pearl Jam for months. We've had the next albums decided for probably three weeks. <laughs> so here's what happened. Oops. This Pearl Jam deal, one of my best friends was a huge Pearl Jam fan. And we finally, basically, you know, he's not going to listen to this. We just got mm-hmm. sick of waiting on him. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, hey, we're, we're going to do this. We've been listening to the albums over and over and over and mm-hmm. over, uh, but not really. Starting to get sick of it. Yeah. And we actually, one of my other buddies who listens to the podcast a lot, Bart, was like, hey, I want to be on or, you know, hey, you know, I don't know if he said it that way or if I just said we want to have you on or what. But he decided album review, 
Uh, I think y'all are also going to talk a little bit about growing up in small towns. Um, mm-hmm. But album review, and we'll announce those two albums at the end of this episode because they're known. And he's been listening to them for a while, solid now. for three weeks, and you haven't Wasn't even he, touched it. I yet. haven't touched the other one yet. No, and I've only listened to like half of the one that I picked. Yeah, the one you picked was not like this Camila Cabello album where, where you were already, already on li- it, where I've already li- been listening to yeah. it for years. The one you it's... picked, had you ever <laughs> heard any of that? Um, I think a few songs made like radio. Okay, so well, we'll save that till the end. I don't want to spend too much talking about what mm-hmm. is really going to be like mystery albums to everyone listening right mm-hmm. now. All right, so uh, we have Pearl Jam's 10 and Camila Cabello's Romance. And again, I, however long it's been, two months, whatever, I'd say I went really hard at it for about two weeks uh, listening mm-hmm. to both albums because it'd been a long time since I really just kind of um, drowned myself in some Pearl Jam. And mm-hmm. so doing that kind of again with this album was a treat, and listening to Camila Cabello was not. Oh, oh! No, okay. Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Um, but anyways, we 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 get to go through both albums, uh, and I definitely um, I'm good with whatever you want to do. What what order do you want to go in? Um, we'll start with Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. All right. So Pearl Jam's ten album. Let's just start off, Grace. Um, right from the top, it was released in 1991. So I was 15 years old when this came out, or venturing on 15. Uh, if it was early in the year, I can't remember. Um, and this was their debut album for Pearl Jam. This was the their first album. And uh, explains a lot. I think for me though, it really probably didn't hit until like 92 or late 92. Even I feel mm-hmm. like I cannot remember this from. That when I was fifteen, when I, which would have been my freshman year, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. and that it was more of a maybe sophomore, if not even junior, senior type of uh, album release for me. What were your initial thoughts on the album? Um, after listening to it for the first time, I was like, eh, I don't know if I like it. Of course, it. I was still like mixing it a little with Guns N' Roses because I did listen to this immediately after we announced it. And now there's some separation there. I feel like I can tell Pearl Jam from Guns N' Roses. Does it sound like, because it really is, those two to me uh, are one of many bands, though, that signify their two eras. And with Guns Mm -hmm. N' Roses, even though they bled into the 90s, Top of the heap. Yeah, they kind of feel like very 80s to me. And Pearl mm-hmm. Jam feels very 90s to me. Um, I don't know that they are, again, the top representatives of those two genres, but nonetheless, they're big ones. Could you could you sense that a little bit? Kind of just, it was not progression, but kind of like the evolution of rock and roll. It was kind of moving forward. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. What were the, th- the sounds, you think? I mean, if you were to go and try and describe Guns N' Roses... And Pearl Jam, just in terms of, mm. you know, like if you would consider Camila Cabello bright and happy or whatever, okay. you know, kind of trying yeah. to put those types of uh, labels on yes, it. Yes, on um, Guns N' Roses and Pearl Jam, what would they be? I would say, let's, uh, Pearl Jam is a little darker. Yeah. I want to say also, uh, I'm having trouble remembering a. Guns N' Roses a little bit now, but 
Pearl Jam, you know, you, it's hard to really grasp it because you can't tell what the guy is saying. <laughs> um, Guns N' Roses is going to make you feel a bit better than Pearl Jam will. And that's my answer. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I, I can get that. There, you know, the 90s was definitely more of a grunge and there was definitely this sense of fighting back and kind of, I guess, um, anger. The there may have been a little bit more anger and angst in the music, uh, which I think is really relevant. And one thing I did this time with the album with Pearl Jam is I actually went in and every song listened to them. And I did this at about three or four songs at a time so I could really focus and read the lyrics to everyone, mm-hmm. because you're right. There's a few times I Eddie Vedder, the lead singer, uh, is very hard to um, very hard to understand, understand exactly <laughs> what the lyrics are. And I wonder or how people did that back get, then you when they're huge idea. fans. Yeah, I don't think. And and we've talked about this with me and music, and that I don't really focus on the lyrics for a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like sounds fit perfectly for me. Mm-hmm. Like if it is a cool. Uh, lead singer, which Eddie Vedder had a very unique voice and sounded cool. It's just an instrument a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And I don't even listen to the words. And that's gotten me in trouble before where <laughs> I'm singing a song that might be inappropriate. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, you know, in You're this case, in this case, uh, having a feeling on some of these, like that they were about one thing and they were about something completely else. You know what I mean? And actually, mm-hmm. when you listen to the lyrics, it's even pretty clear uh, that some of them had a deeper, darker me- meaning than than what I expected. So, mm-hmm. um, so let's just jump into it. We are going to play a little bit of this as we go, um, and just kind of talk about each of the songs. Does that work? Yeah, we'll do that, that? Sounds good. And that that way we can kind of, as we get to some of these, if you have any initial thoughts, Grace, or if you have any thoughts from your notes or I anything. I have actually some notes. Okay. Um, one because you told me one day. To listen to the whole thing, but like read the lyrics yes. as I go. So I made a little little notes next to most of the songs of what I kind of thought it was about. Okay, I like it. All right, so this is, uh, we're going to start it off here with Once, which is the opening track on the album, which really has this really cool intro that is completely different from the song. And, and it's really the album's intro, I guess, that just gets tied on to the beginning of once and here's really where the song begins so what do you think of once um let's see well before i had Listen to the lyrics. I was just like, eh, skip it. Yeah. Um, for my analysis, I wrote IDK. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been a while since I made these. I made these February 10th. Oh, my goodness. So it's been over a month since yeah. I made these. Yeah, all right. Um, a lack of trust in himself for some reason. Maybe he's an alcoholic or something. Yeah. Um. My notes, I, you know, and again, this is one for me. I think it was a good way to kick off the album. It's, just, it's not mm-hmm. my favorite. It's not in my top five even. Yeah. One, um, one of the things, just like as I went through the lyrics as well, the 16-gauge buried under, under my clothes. Um, 
and I think this is kind of kicking off to me what was a lot more of this underlying kind of violence almost, whether it be against yourself or against uh, others, but in, an, in, in a reason of angst kind of kicks off where I don't think I'd ever really picked up on something like that, even on this song. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what I thought it was about before, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, again, pretty good song though, I think. All right, so let's move right on. The next one, possibly the one that we have sang more than anything. (laughs) Any song on any album we've reviewed, even flow. (laughs) I agree. One of my favorite songs on the album, for sure, Mm -hmm. and. just so everyone listening has an understanding of what was happening in our house for the last two months. <laughs> Every once in a while, I would be home or Grace would be home and one of us would walk through the door, come home from work, school, golf practice, whatever. Mm-hmm. And one of us would just go, even flow. And then we just echo that yes. back and forth yes. until someone else in the house is like, stop it. Yeah. And I don't know why that's not how the song goes. <laughs> no. uh, and I don't know did we ever even venture into the other lyrics, but here it we is. So, from what I understand, the song is about homelessness. Dang it, Dad. That's the only thing I wrote oh, down. Oh, no. I was going to say, in my, lyric, in my lyric notes here, I just wrote homeless. Yeah. I'm sorry. Thanks a lot. That was we'll all edit. I had to say. We'll edit that. Our first say. edit ever will be letting you get that great <laughs> nugget right that there. That's all I had. One other thing when I had researched this was that the band wasn't happy with the final version. So this version you're listening to now, I guess, is a little bit more influenced by the production company mm-hmm. uh, or the record label or the man. Or they were rushed. Yeah. No, I don't think it was rushed because they liked earlier versions mm-hmm. uh, that I guess that had been, they kept sending it back saying we need more, mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know what it is. But yeah. I think this one, one of the things too is this really kicks off not that Eddie's voice in Once isn't that great, but in Even Flow, I mean, he's just got mm-hmm. that powerful, and it is that very unique sound. And I think that's when you and I were doing it. It was yeah. almost like who could be more Saturday Night Live Eddie Vedder than the <laughs> other, you know? Because after a while, it wasn't like you and I were saying Even Flow anymore. We were simply making sounds, mm-hmm. going, <laughs> Seeing who could put a better run on the end of it. Exactly, yes. <laughs> uh, but definitely one of my favorite songs on the album. Up next was Alive. Alive. This one's pretty explicit in its meaning. I just love the opening. I love this. Also, I think this is one of those song- songs that all the real, like, big-time mm-hmm. Pearl Jam fans... Don't like? No, I don't think that they don't like it. I think they like everything. Mm-hmm. 
But when I would say this is in my top three on the album, they would go, of course, of course it is. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Of course. You probably like Eminem too, right? And you like Michael Jackson and stuff. Uh-huh. You know, or something exactly. like that. I don't know what it would be. Um, but it, it, I think it's the most... Um, one of the things I wrote, you know, on my notes here was that overplayed. And I don't know if that's mm-hmm. accurate in terms of the radio, but I know in terms of my listening on this album it is. But I just, I love it. I dig mm-hmm. the song. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll say I, until I read the lyrics, I had never paid attention to the lyrics and the verses. So I had no idea what the, I guess the whole background for this was. Yes. Just know I'm still alive. Me too. So that's what a shallow Pearl Jam fan <laughs> I was. And still am, probably, but um, I had no clue what this was about, and I think I assumed that it was, hey, I'm still here, the man can't hold me down or stop me, and part of that is I never listened to the lyrics for one, and much less Eddie Vedder's lyrics, you know, let's get a little taste right here in this part. And again, of course, I hit it right on the chorus, which mm-hmm. he is, Perfect. you can tell what he's saying here. Yeah. But on some of the parts where he's like, like there's iffy. one part where he's talking about essentially the mother and the son have a moment. I think so. And I know you told me not to look up what the lyrics meant. Oh, but I, would, I don't think so. <laughs> that's exactly what you said. Don't Come look on. up any meaning to them. Just read oh. the lyrics. Oh, and I was only doing that because I was going to shock you with this moment right here. Like, <laughs> hey, so you think if it's all about just the, I'm well, alive. The thing I, ac- I accidentally um, went to the Genius Lyric song once, and that mentioned this song. And then I was, I was just too curious. I was like, what is it talking about here? Yeah. So that's what the second part is. Here it is right here. Again, I don't know. Even I'm just not a lyric guy Mm-mm. on something like this where the music's so great mm. and his and his voice becomes just another instrument, like I said. But so do you know what it's about? Yes. Um, the son was not raised by his dad. And he didn't know, right? Mm-hmm. So it's essentially him as I'm assuming an older teenager at this point. Mm-hmm. And the mom is saying Listen, kid. Yeah, listen. This isn't your real dad. And uh, your biological father's dead. (laughs) And then there's also this moment. You just said. (laughs) Well, and like the way I read the lyric thing was the the part there where she's, it's something like she goes into his room. Mm -hmm. It's like they hook up or something like that. I think. Yeah. Did you grasp that at all? No. And where and are they not, getting that from the lyrics? I up the meaning. It was something like I don't like a look or something. Yeah. Most people thought it was the face, but it wasn't. So this is part of a trilogy as well. And it and the order of it goes alive, once, and then footsteps. Which, which is not on here. Not on there. It was I believe a B side track on the next album or on a single or something like that. 
where they came out about it. But again, fun with lyrics. I don't know if fun's the right word, <laughs> but it was cool, you know, like figuring this out for the first time. And I'm kind of upset <laughs> with my Pearl Jam buddy that we never got mm-hmm. into a discussion about this before because yeah. this is very him. He would have loved this moment right here. And he would have had mm-hmm. way more details too, probably. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I never really figured it out. I looked at what other people were saying it was. Yes. Oh, same here. Same here. I still don't know that I catch that whole story on the lyrics alone. All right, mm-hmm. so up next is uh, Why Go? And we're going to speed through a few of these now, unless you have any thoughts. I like this one. Yeah, it's it to me. My notes were t- it's lost between alive and black, which are two of my favorite on the album, and uh, it's about a young kid. Do you know? Um, I was guessing in a prison or a mental hospital, and the people there like need her there, but they don't really care about her, and then her parents don't care. Yeah, man, you nailed it. Did you look I, that up? No, I didn't look that one up. I just got that one reading the lyrics. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, I wrote down it's a young kid imprisoned for BS, and the parents don't care that imprisoned. And I, again, I don't know if it's a mental hospital or an actual prison or what. You you went. It was probably you're beating me on that already. All right, next is black. Black. Again, love the beginning of this song. A little, a little so to develop, slow to develop. Mm-hmm. A little softer, smoother than some of the other albums here. Um, Skip. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, it's it's okay. okay. I like the lyrics. Yeah. But what's it about? Um, I wrote, this girl's gone, and he compares her to the sun multiple times, so that explains why the song is called Black, and she's just gone. Oh, I don't gosh. know if she's dead. Jeez. It's a well-written heartbreak It's good. Song. It's That's good. It's, uh, I wrote about first rela- relationships and letting go. Mm-hmm. I did not even catch the sun in black oh, part. You're, come on, Dad. Well done. <laughs> I do have here the uh, record label wanted this released as the first single, and Pearl Jam oh. put their foot down and said no. Yeah, this is not the single. Yeah, I don't think so. Mm-mm. I do like it a lot. One of it our friends, Sean, you know Sean Mann, um, he was mm-hmm. telling me that when he was a kid, 91, he's around our age, I think maybe just a little bit younger but nonetheless, they had a the Pizza Hut right here in Bridgeport. He grew up in Bridgeport, had a jukebox. And he would go in and put in three quarters as a middle school, high schooler or whatever. And this was always one of the songs he picked to listen to. Mm-hmm. So you're sitting there eating your buffet of pizza <laughs> and salad and whatever, listening to it's, Eddie it's Vedder sing about that. first relationships. Well, that'd be a good question for Sean. Did he even understand what the song was about back then? Or was mm-hmm. it just that... Pearl Jam was so cool. Yeah. I found a poll in an article, and it was, what is your favorite song from this album? And Black won hands down, I'm pretty sure. Really? Mm-hmm. Those are real Pearl Jam fans, yeah, too, Yeah, there was probably only real Pearl Jam <laughs> yeah. fans on that website, though. Yes. So. Yeah. 
All right. Um, up next. Up next, I think, was your first your first taste of Pearl Jam, perhaps, right? Mm. And probably, again, I love this song. And I think it was so shocking the first time you figured out what this was about. And then when the video came out and we got to watch that, that it was just like, It was like listening to a movie. You know what I mean? Like the whole song was just representative of that video, really, at that point. Mm -hmm. Can I tell you that, like, little intro part reminded me of Ashton Irwin a little bit and the Super Bloom album? Do you think (laughs) Ashton Irwin is a Pearl Jam fan? Uh, Yeah, probably. I bet he is. I bet he's a huge Pearl Jam fan. Although they wouldn't like his fishnet. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe they'd love it. All right, um, do you, and so you know what this one's about, yeah. Especially after we watching the, music the video. video, and so we hadn't even really listened to the albums at that point, had no, we? No, I don't yeah. think I'd listen to any. And we'll talk about Camila's video as well here in a little bit, mm-hmm. but this was it. And so I just remember this being like one of those shocking videos mm-hmm. back when music videos were on TV, and MTV actually played music videos, mm-hmm. even though we were probably already nearing the end of that by the time Pearl Jam was coming on. Um, and of course it's about a, it's actually based on a true story of a Texas teenager named Jeremy Wade Dell. Um, also the interesting thing on this one, almost, it came, it was really close to being cut from the album. Mm, Yep. They had to fight to, they had to fight to get it kept on the album. I kind of wondered why I couldn't find out why. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a little bit out there written about how they fought for it and kind of the mm-hmm. concessions they made to get owed the favor of leaving Jeremy on. But I wondered if it was just because it was so it was dark. A, and it was a true story. Yeah, yeah. Another yeah. one I find myself just singing a lot of times. I could see why... I don't know. All right, we ready to move on? Yes. Okay. These next, there's five songs left. Do you love any of them? Five. Um, I said that Porch is my favorite. Ooh, where does it rank on the list of Pearl Jam fans? Or did they mm. only say Black was first? No, I had the whole thing. Did you? Yeah. I, I saw another list was. that had Porch really high. I do, mm. I, I agree. I like it. Um, Oceans. Uh, shortest song. Kind of serves as a intermission of so, sorts to me on the whole album. Um, I don't know. It's kind of a cool sound, but again, almost like not a skippable song, but not a memorable one. And then Porch. I dig it. Yeah. What'd you have written down this one? Anything? Um, I just had a wild guess um, of dying middle class. Some A certain lyric gave me that idea. And then it also just sounded like he was broken up with. Yeah. I didn't find a meaning on this one, but I kind of agree with the, the first part for sure. Uh, next, Garden. 
I don't have notes on Garden Deep or release. It's really just very mellow for about the first three minutes, I believe, and then we and I'm gonna fast forward some to about the mark. This is three and a half minutes in. And I think it then kind of turns into kind of classic Eddie Vedder sound and Pearl Jam sound. I really like this one. Yeah, me too. Second to last song, Deep. Anything on this one? No. Not a huge fan of this one. Probably skippable for me. Um, It's about... I wrote down drug addiction, narcissism, and God. Um, and I don't think okay. I found a whole lot on this one, but I think there's some definite uh, moments that tell you about all three. Uh, I don't think this one's like a hidden, tough-to-interpret type of one. Okay. And then the last one is release. So the beginning of the song really kind of picks up with the beginning of Once, I think. Um, this whole song, I think, is a perfect ender for the album. Mm-hmm. Good ordering on this. Yeah. it's This is a really good one. This is one that going back now through it again, listening to it, really became in the top half of the album for me. Apparently, it's very personal. And this is one of those really cool... um, Reading about this one was that the band was literally just playing this. And Eddie made up the lyrics in the moment, just freestyling, singing it. They recorded, and so they had the lyrics, and it was done. There were minor adjustments from that point forward. But it's a very personal song to him, and it was kind of like he was just deep in thought. I think it ties in with a lot of the other stuff on the album, including... um, relationship with father or stepfather but a really cool song I like it a lot it's great alright so let's um, did you have a favorite song um, Porch Porch least favorite or, song um, or you were going to have it you had a second you had a runner up <laughs> uh, runner up um, oh I like um, Garden okay I like it I Le- tend to, I don't know, I tend to like the songs in, like, chunks. Like, yeah. I like three that are in a row. Yes. So, yeah, that's it. So, and then Porch, I- Garden, and what's the other one? Oceans or Deep, if you like three in a row. That's yeah. bookending there. <laughs> Probably Oceans. Yeah. Short um, song. I don't think I have a least favorite. I guess I would have to say Deep or Once. Oh, Okay. I like it. My favorite song on this, uh, I think I would have said, when we picked this, I would have said Alive 1, Even Mm -hmm. Flow 2, and Jeremy 3, probably. After going back through it, you're listening to my favorite song on the album now, and it's released. I I think it's just the perfect ender. It feels like when you listen to the whole album which I don't think I did a lot of that as a kid on with Pearl Jam. Yeah. It was very just like what was on and what was popular. This really feels like it is the end of a book or the end of a entire message, and it's kind of 
the the it's it's a little more melancholy than the rest of the album. There's a little bit more sadness in it, I think, you know. And then when I read about it, just the way it kind of developed in a very different way from how they did most of their music. Um, I really just fell in love with it. So I, like it. I guess I would say release is my number one Pearl Jam 10 song now. And I would probably go with Alive if I had to pick a number two. And then least favorite. I guess once. Even though I think it's okay as an opener. I think yeah. it works as an opener. It's, it's opener. just not one I... And I don't know that I skip it, but it's just not one I really love for sure. Mm-hmm. You want to go ahead and give it a grade? Um, oh, the grades. Why don't we do this? Instead, of, instead of giving it a grade, we're going to do this. I'm going to pull up all the albums that you've had to r- listen to. Um, because of they were my picks or yeah. not your picks. You ready? And you're just going to say better or worse. Ready? Okay. All right. Duran Duran's Rio. Ooh. Uh, worse? Okay. Van Halen's 1984. Mm, better. Michael Jackson. Worse. Bad. Or Thriller, excuse me. Yeah. Um... Cindy Lauper, whatever that one was called. <laughs> um, better. Oh, mom. <laughs> you too. Good one. Uh, better, better. Gosh, uh, Guns N' Roses. Oh, mm, I'm gonna say, oh, worse. And yeah, just for fun, since neither worse. of us picked it, Swizzle. <laughs> um. Ooh, worse. Worse. Okay. You like Duran Duran more than Pearl Jam? <laughs> I don't know. I don't that's know. That's the only that's one probably, I'm really bothered by on this whole thing. Uh, I think all you're thinking of there is Rio. Yeah, that's the song that was playing in my head when yes. you said that. So. Uh, not fair. Not fair. Um, You hear this long interlude? Or you hear where there's like nothing? This is still release. Release is like a nine-minute song. And now they're resorting back to that. (laughs) Which almost sounds like Phil Collins or something. Or sounds like that, uh, whatever. People listening know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I I guess it is rolling in the air tonight. That one. Okay. I can hear it. All right. So there you go. Um, here, just real quick for me, I'm going to put it above Duran Duran, above Van Halen, below Michael Jackson, uh, above Cindy Lauper, above U2, um, and above Guns N' Roses. Yeah, I guess it's second for me out of the ones that have been picked by me or my generation to Michael mm-hmm. Jackson so far. And I guess I'd put it above Taylor Swift. I definitely would put it <laughs> come, come on, on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> All right, so we're moving on to your album. It is Camila Cabello's Romance, Ooh. which is basically just a, uh, a love letter, right? Kind of like it. She explained it as there are, there's kind of two different stories about two different guys throughout the whole thing. And it's, 
I just assumed that the good ones were about Sean Mendez, anything that was positive, and then I never figured out who the other ones were about. Not me, though, probably. <laughs> probably not probably you. Probably not you. Uh, I know she was with someone named Matthew Hussey for a while, I think. Something like that. I don't that know. You don't uh, want to date a guy with the last name Hussey, no, do you? No, This was released December 6th, 2019. 14 songs. And the interesting thing was this album led with like a double single. I think she released... Liar and Shameless at the same time okay. um, as the lead singles off this album, which has since been uh, criticized because it, a lot of people say that never works. It never works to put out two songs at the same time. But she made it work, right? I mean, essentially? I mean, this was or kind did of Liar like, kind of get uh, the short end? I think they both kind of got short-ended because you don't know which song to focus on. I think if she would have released one, it could have gotten on radio and done well. Yeah. And stat-wise, I'm pretty sure this is kind of a sophomore slump a little bit. I think it's better than her first album, but it didn't do as well, I don't Mm. think. I didn't listen to the first album, so I'm not going to be able to talk to that. (laughs) Yeah, the first one had Havana on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I didn't go do a lot of digging and research on this one too much. I did uh, try the, my fun game on it, and I think we talked about it, and we'll kind of go through, and I'll back this song up even, is I listen to every song with the mentality of who could do it better? <laughs> who do I think could do it better? Okay. Or who do I think I'd like to hear their version of it, right? Mm, okay, yeah. So uh, this is the opening song. I'll back it up. We'll kind of turn up the volume here a little bit. This is Shameless. So this was one of the two then that she released. Yes. She jumped the gun. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to both of these songs. I was giving them both streams. I think, again, I kind of wrote down a similar thing here to my Pearl Jam <laughs> once in that I think it's a good opening track. It kind of sets the tone for the album. That's what I thought. After going through the album a couple times and then listening to this one, with more focus. I think it's a good start. Mm-hmm. You want to guess who my uh, cover um, is? Is it current or your gen? They're everywhere. I mean, I've got, you want just specifically this one. I guess they're mm-hmm. current. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, no. I don't know who you would know. So. No, these guess. are all people I know. Like, I'm okay. not. Um, I'm not. Billy Eilish. No. Mm. I think this one needs a big voice and it almost kind of like a. I thought you were going to. It'd be try done differently, straight. but I said Lady Gaga. Oh, I could hear that. Yeah. I would like that. A lot more bass. Maybe so, not as. You know, the one thing with Camila Cabello that kind of gets on my nerves. <laughs> okay. Is she kind of does this wine voice singing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like those people never stick. They never last. I may what be off. What about Britney Spears with the baby voice? Did she laugh? Last? Yeah, she lasted. What's she doing she's now? for a while. I, I mean... She's spitting her own thing right yeah. now. <laughs> okay. She's in a thing. I'm just saying, I just don't think this is a long-lasting really like sound artist, I guess is what I'm saying. She's not going to have yes. a swizzle career. Yeah, I guess you could say that. But I don't know. Who, I could who, be wrong. Who is could going to have a swizzle career, though? Um, current artists? Yeah. 
like who's at the beginning of that? I'd say Billie yes. Eilish. Talented musician, also okay. kind of a sound that can do anything. Mm-hmm. You don't think people are going to get tired of that? Mm-mm. Okay. Not as long as Phineas is <laughs> Phineas in is the background there. mixing up dope <laughs> beats. Have you ever listened to any of Phineas's music? No, I need to. I really want to, though. <laughs> yeah. Every time we talk about Billie Eilish and Phineas comes up, I tell myself, like, I've got to go listen to some of this. <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on Shameless? Um, it was a really good one. I think I liked it more than Liar when she released the two. Is it, an, is it one of your favorites on the album? Mm, that's hard to say. I would say mm, this is my favorite instrumentally. Okay. I like it. Let's move on to the next one. It is Living Proof. This one's probably my least favorite. I always skip it for some reason. Just the this whole starting thing. Like, eh. Give it a listen as we're going through it right now. As to, and think about who the artist would be. So I thought this one was a no-brainer. Okay. Thinking. And I think strip it down a little bit. Strip it down. A little less... Of that bass in the back, but I kind of like the claps. Anything? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's not Lady Gaga again, is it? No, I never repeated. That's another thing. Okay, I made sure. In job. fact, I had to change because. I would get to a song later where I thought, oh, this one's better for them, and I'd have to go up and re-listen to the third um, song or whatever. I, I keep wanting to say Halsey, but I feel like you didn't put her no, on No, I didn't put a Halsey on here. I don't know Halsey. Uh, I said Taylor Swift. I think if this song was really stripped down, it would sound like okay. it could fit right onto folklore. And you can't, you can't do this part. <laughs> no, <laughs> Right. But do you understand yes. what I'm saying with her voice? I like it. Me too. Not really, but I just said that. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I know why said I said that. that. <laughs> but it's kind of... Um, it's annoying. It's I don't know if wine voice is the right way to say it. It's almost like she does this non... She doesn't pronounce everything clearly. Like some words, mm-hmm. I feel like she does it without ever closing her mouth for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's I like a baby voice kind of or a oh. whiny. I I, I should have worked on defining saying. that a little bit. Yeah, more. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It's definitely distinct. Yes. And yeah. I, I really like her voice, though. I like how she's always showing off some sort of vocal agility. Yeah. I, again, I think she does does. Obviously, she's doing well, but just not a huge fan. All right, here we go. Should have said it. Ooh. I've got the perfect cover on this one, too. <laughs> so you want me now? That's funny. Because you didn't give it back then. Coming back around. So sorry. Because there's no Is this one of your favorites? I, I do really like this one. Uh, it doesn't quite make the favorites. Yeah. Mm, that's a, uh, it's a really good one, though. It's it like is. in the top half, definitely. It's in the top half for me, too, and it kind of grew on me the more I listened to it. Mm-hmm. I don't think you'll guess this one. I mean, do you want to try? No. It's more my gin. Okay. 
but she's the lead singer is very still relevant. Okay, who is it? I said no doubt, like Gwen Stef- or Gwen Stefani, with whatever. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Basically, though, no doubt. I thought it would be mm-hmm. kind of a a cool cover. That'd be good. Also, I take it back. I got it wrong. Um, Cry for me is my favorite instrumentally, not Ooh, Shameless. Gosh. All right, let's move on. My oh my, feeding. The baby. <laughs> <laughs> we did watch this video. We did. It wasn't your, hey, you have to watch this video. We just kind of grabbed it, I think. Mm-hmm. After you showed me Jeremy. And we really wanted to see the baby. <laughs> we did. We did. My mama doesn't trust him. And I do think this is one that was kind of like the music video was cooler than the song. Yeah. You know what I mean? It kind of was supposed to be like they this, this little 50s crime, mm-hmm. they had kind fun. of a Dick Tracy look. Yeah, it looks like they just kind of had fun with yeah, the music video. Yeah, they did. Um, I liked, again, I don't know if I really liked the baby in the song that much. <laughs> oh, I love him in the I've got song. a really good uh, cover <laughs> on this time. one, too, but it's not going to, I don't think this one's going to translate for you, but it would be Paula Abdul and Scat Cat. Uh, so, I've heard the name, but I don't know their voices. Okay, so Paul, there, there was Paula Abdul. Think she was kind of big in the early '90s, maybe late '80s, as a dance, hip hop, R&B voice, kind of rivaling Mariah Carey and maybe a cheap Madonna or something like that. <laughs> I don't know, but um, she did these. She did a music video with a cartoon named Scat Cat that was a rapper. Oh. And I and I hope I'm getting that those details right. <laughs> well. But I'm I thought sure this would be the cartoon. <laughs> should be the cartoon oh, Scat Cat's that's, part. That's great. So there you go, Paul Abdul and Scat Cat covering My Oh My. <laughs> and I think Paul Abdul could pull this off. This song. She'd have probably been a better dancer in the video, too. Wow. Well, I mean, it's fair to say, I guess. Next, Senorita. So, the aforementioned Sean Mendez. Of course. And my, who was also my first ever, um, what would you call him? Um, I mean, what kind of concert is Sean Mendez? And again, (laughs) go back, what was it, eight years ago? No. Seven? Five? I, it was 2016, I think. So, five? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's not teeny bopper, is it? It felt very teeny. I mean, it was, it was basically me, mom, and 58,000 <laughs> girls between the ages of nine and 15. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. I nearly was trampled at one point. We thought <laughs> we were. lost Dylan. We thought Dylan <laughs> was just suffocated by a mob of screaming girls oh. when Sean appeared in the middle of the crowd all of a sudden. Know, every time we talk about this, we have to talk about the, the girls that were sitting behind <laughs> Maddie. <laughs> who, every time they would get excited, they would just hit her in the back of the head. Yes. <laughs> Which was... What? Every time they get excited, it's not a fair way to put it because they were in constant excitement. <laughs> exactly. You know, and I feel like they were older than me. Like they were kind of. Yeah. Were they? They were probably at, your age now. I bet. I would bet they okay. were anywhere from juniors in high school to 
Mm-hmm. So, well, I'm not over. I wouldn't guess college, but I, uh, uh, you know, older high school kids. And Charlie Puth was opening for this tour. And I think at, I, at the time, I believe you said, I bet in five years or however many, Charlie Puth is going to be bigger than Shawn Mendes. And you were wrong, but I'm that's wrong. okay. Well, I really okay. thought Charlie Puth would grow. I thought he had a growth spurt in him. I just mm-hmm. meant taller. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, well, not that's really. still very wrong. <laughs> yeah, not really. I did, and he was so impressive live. They were both mm-hmm. really good live. I mean... Live music yeah. is fun, even when it's not your genre, really. Um, but Charlie Puth just seems so talented, I guess, in terms of a, being is, a yeah. singer-songwriter type of guy. Mm-hmm. He makes I think fun it's that TikToks. eyebrow that's holding him back. <laughs> you think? I yes. think that, that could be his thing. Signature? I feel like, yeah. I think it's cool. Yeah. You should do it. I should. We should have a bet. <laughs> Except his And whoever loses has to do Charlie mm-hmm. Puth brow. Except his wasn't on purpose, and that makes it cooler. If you're doing it on purpose, it's not. Oh. No, I think we're doing it in honor of... We're going to just call it Poothbrow. (laughs) And we're going to do it as, hey, this is for you, Charlie. This is a shout-out. Oh. Anyways, those girls who were sitting behind us, Charlie Puth was doing his set. Every time one of his songs would, like, kind of fade to the end... Yeah. uh, They would scream, like, oh, my God, I think he's leaving. Sean's about to come out. Yeah. That got a little annoying. Poor Maddie. So I five know. years ago, she was six. <laughs> Six-year-old Maddie. Why'd you make her go? I don't know. We talked right through that entire song and never oh. talked about Camila as part of it. But again, Whoops. Camila's dating Shawn Mendes. Like you mm-hmm. said, the majority of this song is Just her love letter to him. Like. And this is the one duet. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously with him. She had Scat Cat on with her earlier. Yeah. Well... Funny how Sean Mendez kind of stole the topic of that song because I like to also say that Sean stole the streams, okay? So th- that song d- did not count towards streams for her album at all. It only went to him, I think, because he put it on the deluxe version of his stupid self titled album. The album was good. I just hate it. We've already discussed this. I yes. hate it when artists do a self-titled album. Whatever. It's fine. But what if they're a band? He, still don't like it? I still don't really okay. like it. And a lot of people have done it. Taylor Swift, Five Seconds of Summer. Yeah. They've done it. It's fine. But uh, And this definitely should have gone towards Camila, okay? Don't just stick it on your deluxe version when this fits her... Just her album, her sound a lot better. Yeah, I think so. It's her song. I yes, is, I, is. I get the feel. It's her song. Um, but again, I didn't devour Sean Mendez's self-titled <laughs> album either, like you did. But again, the cover here is not going to be fun at all. I did Johnny and June Cash. So, do you know who Johnny Cash is? Uh, You're related to was, him. He was mentioned in that Katy Perry song, right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> If you would pick a Katy Perry <laughs> album, maybe I'd know that. But I just felt like it needed to be another couple, like not just a yeah. random Paul Abdul scat cat type of thing. <laughs> I was like, it, it, this song would work best, should be covered by another real couple mm-hmm. in life. So both musicians. Um, all right, let's move on to Liar. The other single. Man, okay. So this and Shameless came out at the same time. I would have thought this would have got buried. 
they were kind of burying each other, is what you're saying. What happened is this, I actually listened to this one before Shameless. And I listened to this, like, for probably multiple days before I even touched Shameless. Yeah. And uh, There's clapping in this song, too. More clapping. I wonder how many songs have clapping on this <laughs> album. I should have I put a little hand on you my notes next to everyone on the mm, head clapping. You should have tallied how many claps there are in the album in total. Yeah. Ooh, that would have <laughs> been fun. Uh, my cover here was Ricky Martin. That sounds right. Yeah. I don't know. You don't, don't know a whole lot about Ricky, do you? I don't do know you? a whole lot about Ricky Martin. I think he was living the Vida Loca. Uh, I, that makes sense. Yeah, really big and the... Just kind of right. burst on the scene, and I don't know they ever did anything too much amazing, but uh, mm-hmm. that was enough, apparently. All right, next, Bad Kind of Butterflies. Ooh. My most listened to song on the album. Mm-hmm. And it, here's what I'll say. Listen to her voice. You hear it big time there. So it's like, Dad. Uh, it's like, at least you can tell what she's saying. Can you though? She doesn't. She doesn't yes. pronounce the final you, syllable you of know any what she's word. Saying at least she's not mumbling. Like I don't know if I do. Let's listen. Let's listen. Let's listen. Let's see if we can figure it out. Breaking. I guess I can. <laughs> oh, all right. But that one's very, like, this is one, up. too, that this part kind of got me after a while. I'm a sucker for a really good bass drum in the back like that mm. by itself without a bunch of crowded music. This one would get stuck in my head. Yeah, I me too. And it was bad because it's kind of, it's it's a very anxious song. Yeah. And so I would have it playing in my head while I was doing What's it something. What's um, Butterflies it, in her stomach, kind of? But yeah, bad, bad kind? Yeah, bad kind of butterflies. I think that's anxiety or something like that. Okay. It's where she's with the other guy. One guy, yeah, and she likes Hussie. another guy. <laughs> she's yeah. with Hussy. She right. likes Sean Mendes. Who, who do you think uh, is a good cover here? And I think it would be changed a little, but not a lot. Okay. Probably be changed a lot. <laughs> this one's Billie Eilish, I think. Oh. And it's just like this yeah. bass is like real right. rough right here. You know, it's like got some <laughs> reverb to it. And that was a good pick. Yeah. All right. Next, your favorite, Easy. Uh, I never said it was my really? favorite. Really? <laughs> I was picking this as your favorite. No. Mm-mm. That's what I also tried to do. As I went through, I tried to think, what is Grace going to pick as her favorite? Because I was kind of thinking she can't pick one of the songs I've heard on the radio a lot. Has this one been on the radio a little? Mm, no. I, I felt like so. I'd heard it before, but I guess just from y'all. But this isn't your favorite one? I would have bet the farm <laughs> no. this was bet your favorite one. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Uh, the lyrics and the verses... I mean, there's a few songs on here like this where it's just like a little, I don't know, 
specific. I, yeah. I guess I just like either talking about feelings or keeping it vague. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this one's very clear. Like, I've got faults that I don't like, but you mm-hmm. like them. And then, yeah. Listing the specific faults. Yeah. Something about <laughs> her sweet. teeth at one point. Yeah. Her crooked teeth. <laughs> Gosh. All right. It's oh, a good one. All right. This one. My pick here is really, uh, I don't even know that how it would work. Again, complete redo, but it'd be Jewel. Mm, not familiar. And this is so shallow, but the only reason I'm saying is that because of the crooked teeth line, and she kind of <laughs> had crooked teeth. But it was, like, great. You know, she had crooked teeth, but she was beautiful. She was awesome, you know? Mm. I mean, it just kind of worked. <laughs> That's awesome. Could we have hit the lyric right here? No, we didn't. All right, but um, there you go. Easy. And I picked Jewel. Next. Feel it twice. Not just once. Twice. I think this was my favorite vocally. Stop. It's it's annoying when you do it. I'm sorry. Not when she does it, though. (laughs) Not when she does it. Okay. Uh, This was a... This is... All right, this was a skippable one for me. I I put down Debbie Gibson. Okay. You have no clue who that is. No. And and I'm never going to pick a Debbie Gibson album for you to review, so don't worry about it. Okay. She was earlier than most of the people we've talked about, Mm -hmm. and it just kind of felt like it could easily fall back into the mid-'80s, this song. Trick it up. All right, Dream of You. Dream of You. Oh, no. Okay. What? What's this one? Who is this one? This one's clear. Yeah, it's got to be It's Sean. a repeat. I said I had no repeats. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. I think, again, this has a very folklore type. Like, it would fit on that album if it was just... Oh, Dial back a little okay. bit the instruments. Okay. It even kind of fits. Like it would be, it would be almost like uh, August to June. Yes. Mm-hmm. Early though, in the spring before okay. Inez yes. and Una get involved. <laughs> um. This one, I tried to do a mashup with this one, even though it's impossible to sing for me. Yeah. And but Sean Mendez on his Wonder album, he has a song called Dream, and it's basically this. And that whole album is about Camila, pretty much. So these songs are like they're about each other, and they're both Dream and Dream of Gosh, You. Gosh, that is so annoying. <laughs> so annoying. Okay, uh. right here, we're gonna make a new bet. I lost, because I believe you're right. I think the deal was five years. At one point, I was mm-hmm. thinking, wouldn't I have said ten? But I probably said five. Shawn Mendes is clearly still a bigger star than uh, Poothbrow. But oh. here's the new bet. Okay. Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello are no longer a couple in five years. Double uh. or nothing on the Mendes-Pooth. Bet. <laughs> what was our money on? I don't that know. One? We need to make we need to make one here, and maybe it's Poothbrow. Whoever loses this bet 
in five years, I have to do Poothbrow, or when they break up, you have to do Poothbrow. Okay. I mean, they've done albums for each other. They (laughs) can't just break up real soon, right? No, I mean, okay. You'll take it? it. You'll take take it. it. The Poothbrow. Gosh, I can't wait. (laughs) What's today? I feel like I want to Google Charlie Puth real quick to see exactly (laughs) what I just committed myself to. March 14th, Mark it down. Mark it down. Put it in your calendar. You will have the Puth brow. Put it on Google. <laughs> Put it on Google. Oh, all right. Um, Cry For Me. Your least favorite song on the album. No, I remember I said my favorite instrumentally. Oh, yeah. And Because there's this nice little guitar break after the bridge, I Yes, think. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Uh, my artist was Madonna here, which I don't know. Half of it could have been Madonna, probably, but yeah. anything else on this one? So is this her talking to Hussy, mm. or about Hussy? Yeah. I'm not sure. Ah. <laughs> it's hard to tell. <laughs> All right, here we go. This love. I'm gonna have to be honest on this one. All right. Okay. I like honesty. All right. So. Back in 2019, when I was listening to this album, I don't think I ever made it to the last three songs. So I hadn't heard This Love, Used to This, or First Man. Oh, man. Until, like, probably a few weeks before I picked this one for you, because I decided to revisit it, and then I heard these ones. And I was like, okay, I'll pick this one. Yeah. Okay, well. This is the only explicit one. I know how you like explicit. Yes. So is this your favorite? It is. It is. I was going to save it to the end, but it's so much more than the explicit. That helps. That always helps. But um, I just love, like, it's got this very old school so feel. It, yeah, I think does. her, her like a song pronunciation issues aren't as relevant on this song as they are <laughs> on others. And I just love that. It kind of just has that old school vibe to it a little bit yes very soulful Mm -hmm. all right so um my cover on this is Nora jones just a real again oh really you need to get familiar with Nora jones okay university of north texas graduate you don't have to do it right now put your phone down (laughs) no you don't have to do it right now we have two songs left let's make it through okay Nora she's Jones. She's pretty. She's. <laughs> that's the that's only not, thing I can tell you right now. That's not the criteria, though. Yeah, well, that's the only thing I can tell you. I just saw her picture. Yeah. All right, here we go. Used to this. This is another repeat artist. I'm sorry. I tried to not do repeat <laughs> artists, and then I did repeat artists. I feel like we're getting feedback maybe a little bit when I move the speaker. Yeah. So I apologize to the Gen Divide Nation. No, I never liked San Francisco. Your favorite song? No. No. 
I wouldn't have thought that either. I kind of like this one, though. I do like this one. You know one. what's really crazy is, and I guess, again, I was going to say this to the end, but we know now. These are my favorite three songs on the album. These three in a row. And I don't think in this order. The last three, the ones you said you never listened to. (laughs) Before, like a month before I announced this. Yeah. Uh, They're they're my three favorite songs in the album. Uh, My cover here is Billie Eilish. Mm. Again, Uh, real different. I think they, Phineas would introduce some, you know, weird alarm clock he recorded while he was Mm -hmm. in Rome or something like that. Slow it down. I can hear Billie's voice all right, and the last song on the album. Do we want to talk oh about this first? We might need to talk about it first. All right, and if we have to jump to a uh, hear from one of our sponsors, is because I'm crying. <laughs> so I didn't know what I was getting into with mm-hmm. Camila Cabello. And we sit down, and we're like, we'd announced the albums, and maybe this was the next day, and I said, hey, let's watch some, let's watch videos. some videos for yeah. them first. And... We really, watched. just because I was so eager to look at your face at the end of the Jeremy mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. video, which is horrible. But and then we watched a baby. Yeah, and then we watched Pearl Jam do something live. Yes. And then, then we watched this, and this the was the one, guns. the big guns. And it's not this one we're listening to now. It's First Man. I'll go ahead and jump to this live at the Grand. And I really didn't know what this was. And I'm mm-hmm. horrible with lyrics. Exactly. We've already discussed that. I should have expected it. I was a little disappointed. When you had listened to this a few times and you didn't really understand what it was. Yeah. Because all along... All right. So when we first announced these albums, you said, I think there's going to be one on there that you like. <laughs> and I'm, and so I look at it and I'm like, well, it's the one with DaBaby because we've been talking about yeah, him so had. much lately because mm-hmm. somehow he had the number one album on Spotify and he was feeded on like 20 of the top 30 albums somehow. Yeah. But... Um, Nonetheless, so this song, all right, if you haven't ever watched her perform this live at the VMAs or whatever that was, I don't know, go find that on YouTube, especially if you're a father or a daughter or a mother, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so as you're making me watch, yeah, as you're making me watch this, she comes out on stage. She's just singing it. It sounds just like this. She didn't divert from the album for the live version. But then this was it. It started dawning on me like, oh, okay. She's basically saying you're the the first man was her dad, not Sean Mendez. This song isn't about Sean Mendez. Screw you, Sean. Screw you. You weren't the it first is, one. Neither was Hussy. It is still kind of about Sean Mendes. Though. It is, maybe, or or whoever I, she's in love with five years from now I when you've got Poothbrow. It's transferable, I <laughs> yeah, guess. Yeah, good work for anyone. <laughs> and that's kind of the beauty of the song. Is it's like one of those ones that you would expect to become like played at weddings exactly. on that dad daughter dance at weddings yeah. so now or, I have two gen divide songs for my wedding black and white by Niall Horan well which mom and I are going to use it no our, you're not actually <laughs> 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 alright so anyways in the live version of this probably right about this point in the song she starts walking down the stairs like into the crowd slow-mo home videos playing behind home her. videos playing behind her of hers a little girl and her dad whatever and he's sitting there and they kind of cleared out around him a little bit there were still people close but 
It was very clear, like, he was right in the front. yes. And I guess you really sense from his face he was not expecting this. I don't think mm-hmm. this was. But he really held it together. Mm-hmm. I think I would have been bawling. I would have curled <laughs> up in the chair and just been bawling, I think. Oh. Which made me wonder, did he know? Uh, he no, sold it I well mean, if he didn't. Because, yeah. I mean, his face was like this face of so proud and just mm-hmm. so, like, amazed. And he did this amazing job. He locked his stare on her the entire time, which was really hard to do, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, it's almost like he's treating it like it's the two of them sitting in a room and he's listening to her singing or whatever. I don't yeah. know. One of those moments, I'm sitting there watching it, having a good dad cry. Uh, Grace is giggling a little because she thinks she got me. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm about to cry and you're yes, giggling. Now Whoa. I'm giggling. Take that. <laughs> This is also a good song to end the album on. It is. It's perfect, especially given the whole thing is like there was a little bit of this feeling of, hey, this isn't about Sean, you know, (laughs) for once, for once. And because I didn't even realize (laughs) and until you said just a minute ago that there was anything on here to do with Hussey (laughs) or whatever his name was. Whoever. Uh, but nonetheless, so those are my three favorites. My three favorites on this album go uh, This Love One, First Man Two, and Used to This Three. Mm-hmm. Um, Good picks. And I mean, at the root of it, First Man is my favorite, but I'm never going to listen to You know what I mean? <laughs> You're not going to listen I'm to it I'm never going to select to listen to it and focus mm-hmm. on the lyrics because it's like, who wants to cry? You know, I know, I know. It's a great song. It it's is amazing, great. and that moment's amazing. Go watch it, even if you're not a fan of Camila Cabello, mm-hmm. or you hate this whole genre of music. Whatever. The bottom line is, father daughters, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and most father daughter songs, I feel like, are from the father's perspective. Yes, there's and not so many. I kind of yeah. had that thought too. Like, there's a lot of those. You know, at daddy daughter dances, we've had over the last several years. Uh, They always get those, you know. Mm -hmm. But it is, you're right. They're always usually country music songs from the dad's perspective. (laughs) Oh, I I remember... We need a rapper to do a good... We need Snoop Snoop to do a rap about his... There's been ones about... I mean, Tupac did one about mom. There was someone else that did one about mom. Uh, I don't know. We should do. We should try and come up with a playlist that's only family to family songs. <laughs> this would I, be on there. Uh, I did some research on her family after this for that song, so I could um, hold on make the audience cry even more. I did too. You did. And guess what? What? So that is that's not her real dad. That's her stepdad. Oh, her real oh. dad died. And it's just what? like Eddie Vedder. No, how I'm kidding. How did I not see that? <laughs> I'm just I was like, how did that not come up in my well, search? I was just trying to tie it back to Eddie Vedder. Go <laughs> ahead. Job, your turn. Job. Your turn. No. Okay. So her dad is from Mexico, I believe, and her mom is from Cuba. And so, Cuba. yeah. And so until like the age of five, she and her family moved like back and forth between there, those two places as a family. And then um, they wanted to mo- move into the U.S. So. She moved to Florida, but I guess for some reason her dad had to stay behind. Like he couldn't get he couldn't get into the U.S. because of 
some sort of immigration thing, a visa, something like that. And so for like years, he couldn't, he wasn't like living with them. It was just her mom. And then I think she has siblings. I'm not sure. And so, yeah, that just adds more to the song. It are, definitely are we, does. Have we like lost something? No. Making a face like we lost connection to the mics. No, I, there's not anything we've lost. I'm trying to, and I was just trying to focus on what you were saying. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Well, you were like moving your stuff around. Well, <laughs> I'm get, I'm hearing weird feedback. I'm sorry. I mm. wasn't focusing on what you were saying. <laughs> Let's be honest. I don't want to lie to my daughter right after I've listened to First Man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll figure that part out. But yeah, it 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 was a uh, good good album though. Mm-hmm. Um, let's do that swim through real quick. I'll go first. How about that? As mm-hmm. far as there, it went away. I don't know what that is then. All right. Um, and I know it doesn't matter to anyone listening, hopefully. So <laughs> sorry about that. Hopefully you ready? Don't mind. Camila Cabello. You ready? That album. I'm going to put okay. it above Nile Horn. Okay. Below NF. Mm. Uh, below <laughs> Five Sauce. There. Above yeah. Alicia Cara still remains my least favorite one. Mm-hmm. Uh, way below Billie Eilish, which is my favorite mm-hmm. one. And below Sam Smith. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I'm Super going... Well. Billy is a clear favorite. So mm-hmm. now, you know, especially now, it really is like I'm such a um, over-listener when I find stuff. And now I'm kind of, I don't know that I'm turning on NF, but I'm getting oh. a little tired of some of it. I'm very yeah. ready. I have not listened to much of the new album. Is there a whole new album or is it just that song? Um, he released another one. So there's an album coming pretty soon. The album is March 26th, I believe. That'll be good to revisit it. I'm sure that'll help me a little bit. But Mm -hmm. I still really like Leave Me Alone a lot off of that. That's That's the one. one. But um, there you go. Camila's kind of middle of the pack. Yeah, I would say so. Not a bad album by any means. Mm -hmm. It grew on me the more I listened to it. Um, And I don't know. It's probably really close to like Nile Horn. Those two are very similar. And not Mm -hmm. in terms of sound and all that, but just where mm-hmm. they would be on the board. They're probably close to a tie. Okay. NF's got a down arrow next to him, though. Just a little. He's Ooh, been trending downward just a little bit. Now. Billy's got an up arrow. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, so do we want to go ahead and talk about the next two albums? Well, Bart's going to join us. Bart from North Carolina, so that's going to have to have a Zoom element to it. Um, mm-hmm. Unless we want to wait till June. <laughs> And maybe we could meet him because he's going to be in Texas then. But I don't think mm-hmm. we'll wait. Uh, he picked. So his whole thing was he wanted to do a rap album. Rapping. He's also, you know, he's familiar. I think he's listened to all the episodes. But, you know, he's not your parent. So he was really struggling with what album. And we even talked about this. And we were like, man, there's so many great albums that we listen to from anywhere from like 7th, 8th grade all the way up through college that would be I would love to have her listen to. But so many of them have one song <laughs> that it, like just gets really, really dirty or just really mm-hmm. over-the-top violent or whatever, or many mm-hmm. songs. And he was just like, I just didn't want to have to get into a lot of discussion that was <laughs> rooted in that on the podcast. Um, and so he and not to say, but not to like downplay this because this album's equally great. One of the all time albums, I would say. And he picked Beastie Boys, Licensed to Ill. Mm-hmm. 
and you haven't listened to a lick of it yet. I haven't listened to it yet. I wanted to focus on Pearl Jam. Yeah. <laughs> Even <laughs> <Right>. flow. <laughs> Um, which makes sense. And so we will dedicate ourselves to those two albums for the next couple of weeks and hope to have I didn't Bart say on. Mine. Oh, yeah, that's right. What was yours? <laughs> <laughs> just Beastie Boys. That's all we're going to listen to. And hold on. So you wanted to pick a rap album I also, as well. I wanted to pick a rap album to go with. Current, it. though. Current. Um, I didn't want to pick an F again. So I went to the top charts of rap and just looked at the top 10 from 2020. And was the baby number one? Uh, he was on there. I don't know if he was number one. There was lo- also Lil Uzi Vert. Ooh. Um, Post Malone's album that I really like made it on there, but I was like, that's not rap. Huh? I mean, I guess whatever you want can be rap. Yeah, I guess. Beauty's in the eye of it. the beholder, <laughs> I guess. So instead, I picked this one. Juice World's Legends Never Die. Oh, uh, yes. Juice World, who is no longer mm-hmm. with us. No longer with us. No longer with us. Passed away. Um, and uh, I have not listened to either one of these as well. We've ventured into Juice World. Like we uh, maybe we listened to two or three songs one day, and mm-hmm. I really wasn't even paying that much attention. I'm super familiar with Beastie Boys' "Licensed Ill," though, so I'll probably and I'm going to enjoy this. You know, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to like Juice World a lot. Just I those two so that too. we listened to the other yeah. day. I was like, man, I really like this. I feel like it's going to be good. Yeah, and I and I'm excited to uh, see what Bart thinks. He's been listening. I know he has. Mm-hmm. He 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 was he text, ready. Yeah, like he texted me a week. Well, <laughs> it was probably more than that, but let's call it four or five days. I felt like he. Well, he gave immediate feedback on Juice World like the next day. He was like, <laughs> "Whoa, what is this?" Whoa. And then I think it was like a week later, he was ready to, you know, hey, just let me know. And I was like, "Well, we're a little behind on Pearl Jam, but." <laughs> We'll get there. So we'll hope to do that in the next week or two, uh, and then we'll go from there. Maybe sooner. we got spring break. You can just sit here mm-hmm. and listen to Juice World all day, every all day. All day. Awesome. Well, that was a lot of fun, Grace. Uh, we'll get the Spotify playlist updated for anyone that may be following those or listening to those uh, with the new albums, and we'll slide Pearl Jam and Camila over to the all-time albums that we've listened to. Um, be sure to follow us on Instagram. We are at Gen Divide Podcast. Again, we kind of pay attention to Twitter mm-hmm. and Facebook, mm-hmm. but Instagram is really. the best way to get a hold of us or comment to us, probably. Yes. Um, you can email us as well, gendividepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Any feedback you got, you can rate us, review us wherever you listen to podcasts. That always helps as well. We will have a movie review coming very soon as well. Tall girl, Tall girl, only available my on Netflix. Pick. <laughs> my pick for it's the high, high school, school trilogy. Yes. we've done Breakfast Club, Dazed and Confused, and now Tall Girl comes mm-hmm. up next. So Derek will join us for that one as well. It's on Netflix. So if you already have Netflix, you're not having to pay anything extra for it. Go out, watch it. Uh, in the end, I think is you know it's a good movie uh, for it's it's uh, suitable for anyone. I'm mm-hmm. not you know it's not you know uh, watch it's it as a movie. family movie if you want to. Last night, I'll go and say it felt really long, but it's only an hour and a half. It's only an so. hour and a half. That's not a good sign when <laughs> no. a movie feels really long. I didn't think it felt too long, but you've seen it a couple uh, yeah. times, right? Well, before that, probably once fully, and then I've seen pieces of it when okay. Maddie rewatched it over and over again. Yeah, over and over and over. Mm-hmm. 
Well, nonetheless, that'll be coming up. So album review, movie review, we'll probably fit another one in here with a guest or two as well in the coming weeks. So be sure to continue to listen, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, until next time, hope everyone has a good one.